It's the Heart of a Fighter show. Thank you guys for listening. I am Johan Francis. This is the Heart of a Fighter show. This is a show where we talk everything keeping you active and excited inside the gym. A lot of shows might focus on the technical way to do a second pull from the floor if you're doing an overhead snatch, but me, I know that you guys can get that anywhere. So we focus on the stories of people like you to keep you active. Today, we're going to talk about the last time someone reached out and pulled your butt back into the gym when you needed it the most. But first, let's talk about how we can reach out and connect because I want you to do that. I want you to be active. Coach Johan, CSCS.com. Go there. You can find us on heartofafighter.com. You can also do your part. Reach down deep into those pockets, into your soul, and pull out five stars when you give us a review or a rating. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be consistent because we're still growing thanks to you guys. And I and I actually want to encourage you guys on Instagram to reach out to me via DM. Give me a little a thumbs up. Tell me what messages you have received so that I could contour some of the topics towards you guys but like I said before sometimes it's easy to go out and say hey how many veggies how many lemons how many handfuls of legumes should I be eating every week right and I need somebody to tell me that well all you guys have to do is go into Google and type that in that's real simple information you might not know the perfect form for doing a bench press you could go ahead and find that on YouTube real easy I look at the fitness industry as redundancy on top of other redundancy in that there are so many freaking outlets and people out there who are telling you exactly what to do and the truth is a mixture of everything is the best way to get into shape knowing what baseline nutrition is the is is the best way to stay in shape the more you deviate from those baselines two things one you're going to need a coach who knows his or her shit to help you right the more you deviate from the mean from the homeostasis of what good eating is for your particular activity or lifestyle the more you deviate oh now i'm gonna eat only you know only deer meat like oscar de la hoya or somebody that's when you need a coach and with exercise same thing or it could go in the other direction. The more you deviate, the more you need someone to boost you up. So guys, I'm here for you for that technical stuff. But I'm also here to give my 18 years of pro experience. I'm here to share it with you in the form of stories. Right? Because everybody needs a kick in the ass. Everybody needs someone to put the feather in their pants. <laughs> Every now and again so you could tighten your cheeks up and get back to work. Right, The metaphor there might have been proverbial, but the work you do every day inside the gym right, or inside your workout studio if it's your garage these days, um, if it's virtually and you have kind of carved out an area to work out inside your home, we need ways where we can stay active and interested and it has little to do with the correct form, how far your body should be from the plumb line when you're at the eccentric phase of a deadlift. That stuff is actually useful. But 
staying active is even more useful. Getting in the front door, I've been told time and time again, I just heard it again for the umpteenth time in my biz from another trainee who's been mega, mega, super, super active in this, right? He's 100% with it. And he was just espousing to me how the hardest thing in the world to do, right, isn't the freaking 200 punch flurry, you know, that, that, that at the end of our workout after we've done, you know, long cycle kettlebell presses for days. No, 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 no. It's getting through the front door. That's the hard part. Getting through the front. I'll contend to this day that you get yourself through the front door of the studio of the gym, you get yourself into the threshold of your workout den, your man cave, your haven where you do your fitness thing. Maybe it's on that Zoom, got freaking conference call or whatever it might be, right? Get yourself in through the threshold of the doorway. Sometimes is friggin' 80% of the battle. Notice how the legend David Goggins doesn't tell you to do his thing, his workout. He instead is inspiring you to get going. And so there are a couple times where I've had to find people where they sit to get them back into the gym. And I want to know, okay, who is it in your lives, okay? Who is your guardian angel that has your back to where they're never going to let you slip, okay? As coaches, we we slip, but we slip less than our trainees. I mean, that's the big secret. But the truth is, you always need someone. Maybe it's a coach. You maybe it's you know a loved one that's going to catch you from falling all the way back into detraining, right into this disrepair. <laughs> There's someone who's always going to pull you back from the. Who is that? Who is that person for you guys? I want you to think about it. I want you to also think, have you told them this? Have you invited them into your journey? How have you invited them in and said, hey, you keep me moving when moving is impossible sometimes, right? I probably could re-up my, you know, social affirmation to that person or people that get me going. You know what I mean? Um, Myself, as I sit here, right? I... Maybe you should do it too. Again, I'd like to think I stay on top of it. But who is that for you? Sometimes in my days, I've had to go where you guys are at. So don't just think that because you're safe from me, from your coaches, from your trainers, right? At work behind the desk with Excel splayed across your dual monitor display, you know, safely tucked behind your bag lunch, you know. Maybe you're at home because you're working remotely these days. I know a lot of us don't have the work, but maybe you're looking for work and you're settled in behind the TV screen, right? Behind the monitor, doing your thing these days. Don't think that we will not come out the woodworks to come and find you and drag you back in. Look, okay, this might not be very topical, but think about... I Look, even though this isn't topical... I would be willing to knock on your front door to get your butt back in the studio. You know what I mean? I won't hesitate because I had a guy, okay, 
Vitali. This guy was the most, the most impossible workout person ever. He was in his younger days, which were long gone, an avid fitness guy, right? When he went to jail, he worked out like a madman, probably to stay alive, frankly. When he was a younger man, right? A younger, uh, you know, less uh, troubled youth. He was there. He was an athlete. Vitaly came to work out with me in his 50s. And one thing I remember is that he constantly needed cajoling to get his ass into the gym. And so me and his wife, we came up with a um, little running of interference. Okay? This, little did I know at the time, would blow turn into a full-blown intervention. And sometimes, yo, we have to get intervened on we need someone to run interference on us for us right and so Vitaly I remember uh one day he's he's deciding again for like I don't know man his 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 attendance record was in the shit at this point this dude was barely showing up to train right after you know, asking me if we could come in at 6.30 a.m., I believe it was. I said, yes. We switch it, and Homeboy starts to hit a rough patch. Well, me, you know, I acknowledge that there is always going to be a rough patch. People relapse, but I'm sh sh sure this time around that Vitaly's not going to get away with it. I'm going to make sure Vitaly is going to go down. He's going to go down swinging Right? Even if it means proverbially this time, <laughs> swinging at me. And so I say, hey, you're at work, right? Talking to his wife. You're at work. Vitaly's going to be at home, probably skipping this. I got time today. Let's surprise the man. Okay. You got to remember the olive skinned, curly haired Vitaly. He's a Mediterranean guy, right? I think he's like um, Turkish. He's a very nice man, got the big gravelly voice, right? Got the big bear paws for hands. It's like 5'10", right? He's, you know, struggles. Struggles with his depression, right? Struggles with his alcoholism. But has been, you know, turning his life around, essentially. Even though it's been tough, Okay? And so for that alone, you got to give it up to him. How many times in your life have you guys been really stuck? Have you hit the rock bottom, right? If you haven't, you're going to hit a bottom in your life. How many times were you there? And did you feel like other people gave up on you? Because that shit is normal. But we also want to remember that those are the moments where we learn the absolute most. You know, it's funny. The rock bottom indicates that you can't get any worse. But oftentimes, I'm starting to notice is that while the trail markers are there or the red flags are there for your spiral or devolve, de-evolution into rock bottom, a lot of the times those rock bottom situations aren't 100% your fault. They kind of just sneak up on you, which is why coming back from them seems so daunting, right? Because you think it can happen again and again and that it wasn't fair. But the truth is, all we have to remember is that as long as you're fighting back, Okay, you're able to come back from a rock bottom. So 
for you guys, when was the last time you were there? Well, Vitali was about to hit his. Um, he was kind of had already hit his, to be honest. And this was like another minor setback, a relapse. But I didn't know that at the time. And so in order for me to stop him from going down the shit, right, the retired roofer, the manual laborer, the man of many a, a story of a misspent youth, I had to go to his house and knock on his door. And here he goes, probably super embarrassed apparently, that his coach is showing up at his door and he's in his freaking briefs <laughs> underneath the covers. And he's like, oh, what are, what are you doing here? And Oh, did I miss again? And the whole nine. And I'm there. <laughs> I'm there with the go, with the do it fluid in my, in my pocket. I'm there just ready to go. Like, my day has started. The sun has been kissing and blessing me all morning. Right? I got a freaking smile on my face. Like, I've been doing things all day, and here it is, like, 10.30 at the time, a.m., because I wasn't about to go there at, like, no, 7. 10.30 a.m., and um, <laughs> he's still the snail underneath his fucking rock, uh, crawling out. Oh, there's the sun. Better go back under. And old boy was like, what are you doing here? And so we got to talking. We broke it down. We tried to figure out what his issue was. He didn't think I'd show up. He was clearly embarrassed initially, which honestly, a lot of the times when we're going to run interference or interventions, we're not just doing it so that we could like scare the crap out of someone that you care about. We're doing it for that shock. That shock is supposed to be this instance where the person that you're running interference on, the interventionist, the intervent intervention e, is going through their daily life and something spontaneous happens when that spontaneity occurs they're supposed to respond the quote-unquote right way which is to change the habit that's what it's all about and so the shock though becomes you know television worthy <laughs> right they make a show about interventions the shock of you showing up where you're sitting at work becomes enough usually to jolt that person into action because you know, I, I can think if it were me, I wouldn't want someone to roll up on me trying to be lazy, <laughs> you know. Like, what if you were a kid, you woke up, <coughs> sore throat, can't go to school. Your mom, she didn't let you, she said, okay, I, I hear you're sick. And one of your teachers shows up. You shit your pants. And so this is the kind of effect as an adult that you get. Um, eventually, honestly, the intervention was able to turn his attitude now, I would love to tell you the story that he comes along and he makes a full 180, but his actions certainly changed. He never skipped without telling me again. He stayed on with me for years. He explained to me what was going on, and we were able to connect on that level. We went for a long-ass walk at that point. I got to know more about him than I had in the previous months, and this was at a time where I just kind of met Vitali. And so was it a success? Well, yeah, the shock value was enough to keep him motivated for weeks, right? The shock value was enough. Now, for my lady, Elise, who was an avid fitness person, right, who, was, who had an amazing figure, was tall, very pretty, 
I don't know what nationality. She might have been like Portuguese or something, right? She had olive skin also, actually. Um, and just real, like a, almost like a modelish figure, right? Um, Ruben-esque of hip, of hips. And definitely a neck breaker inside the fitness gym. Uh, probably 2008, seven. I did the same thing to her. Right? So don't think just because you're a woman that your male coach won't roll up on you at work. So she's a social worker. She's smashing away on her keyboard. Right? Remember, she had a, uh, I think she's a single mom. She's definitely a single mom. I was just deciding if I wanted to expose that information. But she's a single mom. Um, and her son was, you know, like seven, six. And she was killing it for a while. Showing up for everything. Right? Showing up for every session. Working out hard. Working the core, which is what we wanted. Dropping the body fat. I even remember she was in the 140s, but she's like 5'10". You know, so she was going in on her goals, you know? And she was in a space where she was, I think, in the middle of a separation, too, because that was getting her down. And all of a sudden, after many months of consistency, right, Elise just vanishes, right? She stops showing up. Her workouts are good, but they're fewer and farther between. And this is the stark juxtaposition from her being this workout fiend and stalwart. So I'm like, man, what's going on? So I'm texting. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll be in. I'm texting again. Oh, this happened. Finally, I said, you know what? I'm going to pull up. And that's what I do. That's what I does. I say, hey, she accidentally, well, not accidentally, but she mentioned where she works. This is common knowledge amongst trainers and trainees, coaches and clients alike. We know where you guys work. Don't lie. Okay? So I know where she's at. It's close relatively by to where I live. And you know what I can do? I can pull up. And so the second intervention I ever did of a, you know, maybe like a handful, there I go. In fact, she's funny because there's a gatekeeper, right? So she has a gatekeeper between her and the riffraff at the front. And how am I supposed to get by? Right? Well, I just asked. Apparently, she had a decent position at the uh, social workplace where she was. And, uh, hey, I was able to get by. So here I come walking up the hallway and I knock, knock, knock. Yes, come in. And there's her coach. Hey. And she was like, (laughs) quite surprised, right? I remember she gave me that look that people give you when they swallow a gumball, dry gumball, and try to force it down their esophagus with their Adam's apple or throat muscles, but they weren't chewing any gum. Like that that surprised big swallow look with the pursed lips and then the coughed forced out high, right? It was that. And I was like, hey, so what's going down? And she was actually pretty contrite, really honest, about what was going down lately, and it was a lot of trouble with her ex-man giving her the business, giving her the blues. She was eventually able to come back into the gym um, where she hit all of her goals for that time. You know, I crossed paths with her later, and, you know, she had varying degrees of success, but the shock value of me walking in there 
was enough to, I guess, pucker her butt cheeks up enough to jump back into the gym. And it, those stories also get me thinking about how big we think our problems are when what we actually need or actually want to do is just take a breath, catch our breath, evaluate the situation, and then get a more relaxed or maybe even more kind of um, deeper understanding, right, from the, the soul's perspective, right, the soul's vantage point to then take action, meaning sometimes we get a problem, but we turn that mountain into a fucking molehill, right, for bad idioms, another bad idiom, right, it's a great idiom, it's just where do these idioms come from? I've never seen a molehill in my life. But we take something small and all the bullshit, all the drama that we pack onto it is actually what we're reacting to when the central core nucleus of the problem is something that we only need to settle down and breathe out and then we're able to tackle it. And a lot of folks that I've jumped into with the intervention, that was the case a lot of the time where I was able to say, all we have to do is sit back and tackle this one thing, and we're able to get do get by it. How often is it that you guys, when you're bouncing back from your rock bottoms, that you have that type of revelation? That your problems, as big as they are, aren't the big, mountainous problems that we fear and dread all the time. Right? I want you guys to think of that person that coach that loved one right that cuz cousin that person that raised you that would jump in to pull your ass out of the fire as soon as they seen you getting charred right who is that person tell them that hey crown them give them that title of savior of of support of captain of your fitness journey team because you will rely on them again and they're going to appreciate it they're going to appreciate the label but you are going to appreciate that relationship you get to form with that person big in a big big way and i always the older i get find how valuable it valuable it is when I tell my friends how much I appreciate or tell anyone how much I appreciate their contributions to my life but just them and theirs but especially in my life you know because that shit's self-aggrandizing they do it more you feel more appreciative and so hey just know that there are people that look out for you too and you know now that you know that Go ahead, figure out the most technical way to do an overhead dual kettlebell snatch, right? Because as long as you have all your bases covered and the things that keep you inside the workout room, the garage, the man cave, outside walking for miles or on your bike, right? On the trails, whether they're paved or otherwise, wakeboarding, getting to the beach, hiking, doing the thing you need to do, as long as you have that support, 
whether they're right next to you or kind of, right? Maybe they're not in the county. You can continue to keep going and you can add the technical prowess to it and get better at whatever that is. I've found over my many years that that's that one thing that can stop us is not knowing that we have the support that people have us at our darkest. So make sure you make that connection and let somebody else know, hey, I appreciate you. All right, you guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You can reach me at CoachJohanCSCS.com. Don't forget to reach down deep and give me those four or five stars. You do, and I will invite you into the group if it's five stars. Go to HeartOfAFighter.com. Listen to this and past episodes. And until then, stay up.